Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, just starting out, you don't know what the best thing to do is and what you should be ignoring? Listen in. We're going to talk about that today. Or how do you use a real estate sales career to really make a fortune going forward? We'll talk about that. And for those parents out there, let's say your kid comes to you. He's 12 years old. He says, hey, I'm going to start a business. This is what I'm going to do. I want to quit school. What do you do as a parent? Is 12 old enough to start a business? Listen in. We got some good conversations. Hi, Barbara. My name is Nathan. I live in Dallas, Texas. I have an idea for a business, but I'm only 12. How should I prepare myself for the struggles of business in the meantime? Thanks. Hey, Mason, how you doing? Can you see me? I don't think so, right? Uh, no, I can't see Ah, but I'm staring at you, and you are one handsome kid. Yeah. I shouldn't call you a kid. You're a businessman, I understand, right? Yeah. Well, the beginning of a businessman. You have a great idea. What's your idea, Mason? You want to see what your struggles are, right? Uh, How you prepare for the struggles of building a business. At 12 years old, I might repeat, at 12 years old. Good for you. Thank you. So what's your business idea? I'll give you my reaction to it, and then we'll talk about how you can prepare. My business idea is like a moving supplies company. So we were recently moving, and we were renting boxes from this guy, and he had the idea of renting boxes because it was like so hard to find them. Mm. And that's when I had the idea of box place where you can basically rent out moving supplies and you can buy them, and it can just make it easier for for when you're moving. So I get the lay of the land. You want to open a business where you rent not only moving boxes, but you actually can rent and or sell all the other things that someone needs to move a household. Mm -hmm. And you want it all in one place, so it's much easier for the consumer to walk in and say, hey, we're moving. Bingo. Let's get everything we need in this one-stop shop. Let me ask one thing I was a little unclear about. Did you say you wanted to call it Box Boys? Yeah. Great name, number one. And make sure you register the name, even if you're not ready to quit school at 12 years old and start the business this month. Register the name. Get control of that name. It's so cheap to do. And at least you've got that corner reserved for yourself. Okay. That's the first thing. So to get ready, your real question was, how do you prepare yourself for the struggles of business in the meantime? I guess the meantime is for the next four years when you're in school. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, save the name. It's a great name and you don't want to lose it. The Mm -hmm. next thing you want to do is find other things you could sell while you're in school so that you get really good at sales. Because what's going to happen in the end, Mason, is you're going to die or you're going to live based on how well you could sell. And you can practice selling and get very good at it, even if you're not naturally a sales personality, like the kid that gets everybody listening all the time in the cafeteria that wows everybody. That's a natural born salesman. But even if that's not your personality, it's smart to get involved in doing something outside of school where you could let your star shine and bring out that personality to persuade people or at least to get them on your side when you're talking and to get them to listen. Does that make sense? 
All right. Yeah, and also about your idea, like, in business, like, I know every kid does this, but, like, I've done lemonade stands before with my friends, True and Andrew. I started to, like, really learn about how it worked when my dad would buy the cups and stuff, and we had to, like, learn about profit, how to manage that, <laughs> yep. how to split it between people, the money that mm -hmm. helped out with the stand. And it was actually like, pretty successful. That's good. Now, I'm curious on one thing. Did you split the money three ways? Um, yeah, I split four <laughs> ways. I paid them first, and then I paid me. Okay, good enough. That's actually what happens when you own a business. You're the last guy paid. All right. Yeah. So what else could you do along the line of the lemonade stand? Many things for the next four years mm -hmm. so that you understand not just the profit and loss of what the cups cost, the lemonade, the sugar, blah, 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 but understand about partnerships. How do you keep everybody happy? Which hours does somebody work? Blah, blah. That's all useful. But more important than anything else is the ability to sell an idea and get people on your page. Can you think mm -hmm. of things all through high school, all through, well, you're not, how old are you? 12. So what are you, in eighth grade? No, sixth grade. Oh, well, sixth grade. I, oh, God. I'm supposed, to be, I'm supposed to be in seventh grade, but I started school late because I was kind of born early. Mm. So, yeah. So you miss that school calendar. Oh, well, that's good. It usually yeah. makes you better at sports because you're a little beefier than the next guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So maybe the best advice I could really give you is try to do as many different things as you can to see if you could sell whatever you're excited about. And then by the time you finish with school, if you want to open your Box Boys brand, at least you have the name reserved and then you could check out who else might be a competitor and how you could beat them at the game if you know how to sell. Yeah. Okay. And I was also thinking about like a lemonade stand. Maybe you could like sell stuff on the side, like cookies and sweets, just to get people to come there and maybe like advertise around the neighborhood just so you could like get the word out. Advertise around the neighborhood. Sure. With a flyer, like come to my lemonade stand. Yeah. Good idea. But you know what I would do? I would put my lemonade stand on wheels and wheel the lemonade stand around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has a lemonade stand on wheels. This way you could go and capture different customers on different blocks versus mm -hmm. trying to get them to come to you. You make it a lot more convenient. And then you put all your cups on there. Nice idea, definitely, and, and upsell them with cookies or with brownies or whatever else. Good yeah. idea. But the idea yeah. is that you stay active and you keep trying to make a buck by convincing people with what you're doing that this is a good thing. I want one. I want one. I'll take another. So I think you're on the right track. Good for you. Thank you. I love you, Mason. You're what every mother and dad wants their kid to be. Thank you. Don't quit school yet. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, hi, Barbara. My name is Jake. I'm 18 years old from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm actually a new and upcoming realtor here, and I'm hoping to use this career choice as a stepping stone, I guess, in the entrepreneurship world. You and the other sharks have been an absolute inspiration to me at such a young age, and I would absolutely love to have the opportunity to chat and get even one piece of advice that can shape the rest of my career especially at such a young age. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much, Barbara. Hopefully we get to chat. Talk soon. Bye-bye. How are you Hi, doing Barbara. today? Oh, my God. I'm doing amazing. It's such an honor to be speaking to you. Oh, don't use the honor thing. It makes me feel like I'm old and I'm going to be dead soon. That's no I, good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So listen, your question is a good one uh, for a lot of people because you use the word stepping stone. I almost feel like everyone who's young today thinks of their first job or second and sometimes the first three jobs as stepping stones to go where they want to go. Sure. What I loved about your question is you didn't formulate yet where you wanted to go, which is unusual. Everybody's got this goal that they're getting the right steps in line to get to the goal when they're even 16, never mind 18 years old as you are. Sure. Okay. You're open-minded. Sadly, so many people are not. They're closed-minded to start off with as to who they want to be when they grow up. Okay. Sure. But you chose the occupation of real estate sales as a stepping stone or a start for your future. And I love the idea. Now, of course, I'm biased because I was a real estate agent, but but that's not why. (laughs) The why of it is because you are already stepping into the world of entrepreneurship because when you're a real estate salesman, nobody's really telling what you have to do with your time, what hours you have to work, what you must focus on, here's the deadline, and what you need to deliver. It's very free-floating. It's basically, here's your desk, honey. There's a phone right there on the desk, and good luck. (laughs) You might have a training program, but the reality is you are a free agent and you are in business for yourself. Is that your sense of it so far going into the business? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so that can be wonderful. It can also be frightening because you have very little direction. But what it always is wonderful about is you find out if you really want to be an entrepreneur. And that's the best part about real estate sales. Are you an entrepreneur at heart? Do you enjoy that freedom? Can you make hay with the freedom? And can you be better than the next guy? And how long have you been doing it? And have you gotten any indication yet? Um, Absolutely. I mean, I've only been in the real estate business for about a month and a half, but... Mm -hmm. Probably the first day that I became licensed, I had already set a goal for myself that I wanted to be the king of real estate in New Mexico. (laughs) Is that right? Do they have kings in New Mexico? I don't know what they have here, but, (laughs) you know, we have the top producers here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I been online and I've been searching for them and I want to be at the top of the list. And I've always had that type of spirit. I've always wanted the best for myself. I've always wanted to be at the top of every list. That's just the type of personality I have. Mm -hmm. So you've always been competitive by nature. Very. And why is that? So why are you so competitive? Where does that come from? I'm just curious. I grew up very independent. I always felt like everyone looked at me like I was going to fail. And I think that that really helped me understand exactly what I wanted to do in my life. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to do things for myself. I didn't want to rely on other people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a risk taker. I wanted to be a dreamer. And I think that really helped me understand exactly what I want to be at the top and, you know, be independent. Why did you think that people might think you would fail? I think with the type of family I had grown up with, the way I was raised, I was raised in a very conservative family. Conservative families are usually very protective, not negative, typically. That that is true. That is true. They are protective. Maybe more so my peers may have been a little bit more negative because I was always talking about how I'm going to be successful, what I'm going to do. I went out going to a chocolate factory in Albuquerque and purchasing dozens of boxes of chocolates and going around my neighborhood and selling them. And Good for you. Again, why did you think that some of your peers might think you would fail? I think it's the way that I approached the things that I was doing. I think that I tried too hard 
to make myself feel like I was going to be successful. I think by doing that, a lot of people look down on me mm. because I made myself sound like I was going to be so successful. And to me, it sounded like negativity towards what I was trying to do. Mm. You think you were over exuberance, turned people off and thought, ah, he's not going to do it, that kind of thing? Yes. yes. Ah, I see. So they almost wished you down because you were wishing yourself so up. Yes. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I may have joined them and said, I hope he doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if I was yeah. in your playground, I'd say, hey, look at that big shot there. Acting like a big shot yeah. with those candy boxes. I bet he doesn't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me suggest that once you become filthy rich, you should get a long list of all those people in the playground or wherever you met them. And write them a thank you letter for not believing yeah. in you. I mean, there's no yeah. better motivation than when people think you can't. Absolutely. I think some of the pessimism and some of the negativity that I've gotten throughout my life is really just motivation towards me, like you said. I mean, I've tried that much harder because people, you know, weren't sure if I'd be able to do it or not. And that's where I want to prove them wrong. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. My friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so have you been able to find anyone at the real estate company that thinks you're terrible and you're never going to make it and they've told you so? No. Why don't you go around, survey everybody, say, everybody here thinks I can't make it, raise your hand and tell me why so that you get motivated again. <laughs> I'm only kidding you. I'm only kidding you. Come on. <laughs> you're past did, that now. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I did speak to my uh, qualifying broker I'm at my brokerage. And one thing that he did mention when I was first interviewing brokerages to see which one I wanted to be a part of, the one thing he did mention was the fact that I'm so young and that people may not take me seriously. Mm -hmm. And that is the one thing where I want to prove people wrong that just because I'm young doesn't mean that I can't get to the top. Yeah, well, let me tell you on the phone, which so much of the real estate business happens on the phone, you do not sound 18 at all. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. When they see you, are you good looking at least? I am. All right. Everybody I I likes that's my advantage. <laughs> everybody likes an 18-year-old hunk. What is he crazy? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right. <funny. laughs> I, I don't think people are gonna have an issue with that. I hired so many young people through my career, and I mm -hmm. found out that they often had an advantage because they would come across in a way that I work twice as hard as the next guy, I could do five things fast, I run hard, I really, really want it, and that's why you're gonna get the best service. I really, really want it. I'm young, I got something to prove. That's very alluring. And you know what? People naturally like young people because it makes them feel young to be around good energy, a lot of enthusiasm. And so I would just take that off my worry list, but it doesn't sound like you're worrying about what he said either, right? Okay. I'm not, absolutely not. But how are you going to get to be the number one broker at your firm? I think that's the order of business right now because you've had naysayers not rooting for you before. You're past that. With the help of their naysaying, you've become very competitive by nature. What a great place to start if you want to be successful in real estate sales. The number one trait of every superstar I've ever met is competitiveness. So you've got yes. that, but how are you going to get there? What's your plan? My plan is to 
do a lot of the things that the other brokers in my company aren't doing or the other real estate agents aren't doing. I've always believed in the marketing and advertising type strategy that a lot of the other agents aren't going into when mm -hmm. they first are starting. You mean on social media? Yes. yes and obviously. Like that. Mm -hmm. I have a big advantage because I am so young and I'm so familiar with the type of technology and the type of resources. One thing I always believe in is to take advantage of the resources that we have, you know, nowadays in this generation. You don't have any listings yet, do you? I don't, know. That will come, I'm sure. But how are you going to market for properties and how are you going to market through social media for customers? What's your idea on that? I definitely want to market through social media, mm -hmm. you know, of course, because millennials, especially in our market, are purchasing a lot more homes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's perfect. And then also through flyers and delivering direct to the consumer. Again, when you say direct to the consumer, you're talking about potential sellers. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Albuquerque is very much a seller market mm -hmm. at the moment. And I've also been speaking to a lot of the uh, local businesses as well. Just try to get my name out there, see if I might be able to partner with them. Mm -hmm. uh, I spoke to um, a major fast food chain in Albuquerque, and I'm trying to see if I can get their business to try and see if I might be able to send out my flyers with possibly a coupon on there or something like that. See if I might be able to get a lot more business that way. So I've been trying to do a lot of the things that a lot of the other agents in Albuquerque haven't really thought of, mm -hmm. just to see if, you know, my way of doing things might uh, become a little bit more successful. Mm -hmm. I tell you what I really like about what I'm hearing. You are definitely acting as though all the business is on the outside. And that is something that older agents tend not to do. They hope the business finds their way to them. Sure. Uh, what percentage of your time are you spending away from your desk? All of it, 100%. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good for you. With that alone, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to be hugely successful. Because the average agent probably spends, I would say, in outreach efforts today across all industry lines, all cities, probably spend maybe 15% of their time reaching out for business, sure, right? Sure, And so how could you not even just stumble across it by accident if you're out there so much? Sure. I wanted to make one recommendation to you exactly opposite to your engaging broker or your broker of record, which is I think you should play up your 18-year-old card big time. Okay. Uh, along the line of everything today happens on social media. I understand social media. Boom, I'll sell your house through social media. You're the perfect poster boy for someone believing <laughs> that you've got the secret sauce that they don't have because they're over 30. And I don't yes. think it's appealing only to your own demographic, the younger people. I think it's equally appealing to the 56-year-old who wants to sell their home and move on. No one really believes if you look older that you get it. And I'm sure there are a lot of older people that get how to market through social media. But I uh -huh. think you would look it, sound it, and the more collateral material or the more you could reference that in posters or any outreach program, the better for you. Perfect. I think it's very sexy. I don't mean literally sexy, but it has great sex appeal. Equally so to buyers and sellers. Okay. Tremendously. So I would play that card without a doubt. All right. Okay. But the most important thing you're going to get from this is if you want to be an entrepreneur, I don't think there are many businesses that are as close to the heart of an entrepreneur as being in real estate sales. Mm -hmm. 
because you're on your own. You create your own market, both on the buy and sell side. You create your own hours. You put your own goals as to where you want to be. And do you have a specific goal where you want to be a year from now or how many deals you want to make in 12 months or anything specific that you look to? I don't have a goal. I think that my only goal would just to be do as much as physically possible because I don't want to limit myself by any means. And I think the only way to not limit myself is to just hustle, 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 do as much as I possibly can and just see where it goes from there. Jake, the only thing I differ with you is right there, that you really need to have a very specific goal as to what you want to accomplish in terms of number of sales and number of listings. Get them written down. I wouldn't make them the sky is a limit, like ridiculous things, but a concrete goal of what you're going to do this month, by the end of next month, by the month after that, and see if you can actually reach it. It will help you get there. I don't believe in vague goals, do the best I can, become the number one person whenever it happens. You really need to have concrete things written down. I think that's going to help you get there. Okay. Thank right. you, Barbara. My pleasure. You sound terrific. I'll be looking forward to hearing all about your success. The King of Albuquerque. <laughs> Thank you so much, Barbara. Hopefully I run into you one day. <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope I run into you in the Billionaires Club. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Barbara. Okay, my pleasure. Hi, Barbara. This is Victor. I am from the Silicon Valley in Tampa Bay, California. And my question for you is, how does a young person like myself start investing in the stock market or in any sort of investment? Thank you. And I look forward to your response. You know, Victor, I'm sorry to tell you that I never invested in the stock market or any kind of a financial vehicle until I sold my business for $66 million. And even then I left it in a checking account for a year because I was afraid to invest. You're going to have to talk to someone who really knows that business to get a good answer. But I have a different kind of answer for you. If you're young, the single best investment you can make is in yourself. And when I say in yourself, I mean anything that's going to increase your knowledge or your self-confidence. If you feel like as an individual, I wish I could be more like whatever, invest in that and make sure that you accomplish it. Because in the end, how much money you make, how successful you are in life in all arenas have to do with how confident you are and what you have to offer. So make a list of where you feel like you run a little short in any regard and start making it your charge to get stronger at that. That's the best investment of all. Every time I invested in myself to overcome some obstacle or some weakness or something I wish I could do better, socializing, making a pitch, getting along with people, motivating people, I'd listen to tapes, I'd go to courses, I'd read books, I'd talk to people that I admire. When I got stronger at any of those areas, I became more successful. And when you become more successful, hire some guy to tell you how to invest in the stock market or whatever you want. That's what they're good at. But get good at being the best version of yourself. That's my advice. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success.
Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Audiation.